Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Addicted Fishing Podcast. You guys have been supporting us a lot on these podcasts. It's pretty amazing. I was looking at some of the numbers of how many times these things are getting downloaded. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. We appreciate it. Even these days when not as many people are stuck in traffic driving to work. Yeah, they're stuck at home though. Yeah, same, 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 same. Well, what else are you going to do? Yeah, what else are you going to do? Listen to some podcasts. I've already watched all the videos. The funny thing about that is podcasts are getting very, very popular. It's pretty cool to see. Well, it's funny because most of us kind of think that radio would be dying out, but it's just a new age radio. Just a new age radio, exactly. It's always something. I go into the garage and I just yell at the Alexa, turn on this podcast, and then just, yeah, way to go. He doesn't listen to ours though, of course. (laughs) Why would I listen to myself talk? I like to I like to listen to them to see how good they are and to see if we need to make changes or do things better or I'm already obnoxious to sounding enough. The last thing I want to do is listen to it again. Yeah. I usually listen to it to try to like relive the times we really make fun of Clint. Oh, that's that's every live feed, yeah. every moment, yeah. every time that he's alive. Yeah. I mean, even his girlfriend makes fun. We're gonna talk about that too one day. In yeah. depth. <laughs> in depth. In depth. Well, today, though, yeah. now that we've kind of wasted the first two minutes of your guys' life listening to this podcast, first, we got to say shout out to our sponsor, Nick Wax. If you guys have not checked out Nick Wax yet, if you haven't checked them out yet, and we've been mentioning it on this podcast for a long time now, go down here, check out the link, or just go to their website, Nick Wax. They are an awesome Gore-Tex reviving liquid that you can use in your wash. They also have a spray. Lots of good little products. So shout out to Nick Wax. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And what are we going to talk about, Jordan? Use Nick Wax. Follow the instructions. Yeah, don't be Jordan. Like, actually <laughs> no. read the bottles and follow the instructions. I literally He's like, I, I don't think it. this stuff, like, works that well. I'm like, well, did you read the instructions? He's like, no, I just put them in there and washed it. I'm like, Jordan, go back home, read the instructions. Here's a couple more bottles. Do it again. Yes. Do it again. If at so. first you failed, read the instructions. There's a few, there's a few uh, uh, application worth of, of liquid in that bottle. Oh, yeah, you can, yeah. You I can, mean, because you're only supposed to, it says three, four garments. Yeah, you can use it a few times. It's a, One bottle will get you through a few times. So it does really, if you do it right and you follow the directions of both bottles, it works really, really well. So we're going to no, move on. Like, I was going to say, sorry, tangent. Tangent? You guys, you got to put the whole bottle in. The machine fill at 10 florid ounces. This is a 10 florid ounce bottle. You have to dump this whole bottle in. That's where I kept making a mistake about it. No. Read that number two and tell me how big the bottle is. And that's for the direct wash-in. Yeah, that's, that's if you have a top loader, though. Use yeah. 3.4 fluid ounces if you have a front load. Oh, I have a top loader. Yeah, so, so you're not as cool as us. That's I, why. I guess I'm not. You, know, you need to just get up to our We're levels. We're living in the past. <sighs> yeah, you, you need to get up to our levels, dude. Top top level washers are like that. We are not going to sit here and talk about washers. <laughs> Come on. I think, this whole part of this I think our I think our listeners are enjoying this little segment right here. And I know Nick Wax is loving it. They're like, where are we right Well, here? follow the damn instructions. And if it doesn't work the first time, because I hate to admit I did it too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Jordan, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about how most of our freezers probably got some fish. It's late in the fall. Maybe even some more wild game if you're lucky and don't have a hunting trip like I did. Uh, but we're going to talk about how we like to process and how we like to cook and some of our favorite ways to make the most of the fish that we put in the freezer. Yeah, some of our favorite recipes. And even if you're not you know, in the Northwest and you're not catching a bunch of salmon or you're not in the Midwest catching salmon and eating this stuff, you can buy salmon. Yeah. You can listen to some of All these the things time. that we're talking about and go apply them. Even to some of your your fish, you know, I think... I think, you know, some of these recipes and some of these things we're doing, you could apply it to multiple different species. Oh, I definitely use it on a lot of different kinds of whitefish, you know, whether it be a, a walleye or 
You know what I mean? Like a lot of the stuff we've played with, like that white claw batter, that'd yeah. be fantastic yeah. on yeah, a walleye or, or, you know what I mean? Or on a link cod. Okay. Or, so to start this thing out, let's just go. So after your freezer's full, Jordan, what is your favorite thing to do with these fish? Smoke. I got kind of a strict little, and you know, luckily all three of us at this table have the ability and the access to go catch somewhat of a fresh fish almost year round, pretty darn close. And so I like, if I'm going to barbecue or I'm going to, I'm going to um, do any kind of oven cooking or like, you know, an actual piece of fish for dinner, I try, you know, I'm grateful for it, but usually I try to only do it when it's fresh. I'm not going to pull that fish out of the freezer because the consistency changes a little bit. You know, the, the, the fish does, you know, go through a little bit different of, of a process and tastes a little different once it goes in the freezer. We can all admit it. But normally if I put fish in the freezer, it's coming out and it's getting put in a brine. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to save it for a camping trip or something like that. But, you know, and so then mixing up and having a variety of, of brines and different recipes for that fish is what gets important to me. You know, not just having the same flavored fish over and over every day you take it out of the freezer. You know, and do you store it all? Do you vacuum seal it? Do you can it? What do you like to do? I to vacuum case? seal. You know, I'm, I've uh, never had the the time or the patience to sit down and can a lot of fish, but I love it. I know, you know I love. I really, fish too. you know, cause, but you need to get kind of a little assembly line. You don't really can fish on your own. Yeah, I feel like unless you're Jerry. <laughs> yeah, Jerry yeah. used to can so much salmon. I loved eating his. Yeah, it's salmon. just there's so many little ways that make you eat this fish once it's you know once you have a small stockpile. And, uh, or even if you find a good, like we were talking to people that don't get to fish, even if you find a good sale, all of a sudden salmon's two, three bucks a pound and you want to, and you want to put 20 pounds in your freezer or something, you know, spend the money to have that fish there and, and at your home, uh, giving yourself that variety of, of the ability to eat it canned, eat it smoked, take it out and cook it on the barbecue, put it in the oven, air fry, you know, little, little di just different tricks and tips and like. Or it's a, the, one of my other favorite ones, jumping off of smoke. We can go back to it, but jumping off of smoke, if I'm going to pull fish out of the freezer, I will usually a salmon especially, I'll try to do some kind of deep fry, you know, like make fish tacos with it or blacken it or, you know, like do something a little more abstract than your lemon and butter mm -hmm. or your mayo and, and the stuff you've, you've seen us do on Addicted before, you know. Yeah. But what about you guys? I really like to fry it. I fry a lot of my fish, even salmon. I think it's just, I just, you can't mess up a fried fish. It's just it does not, it completely changes the, 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 the flavor tones and everything. I swear it sounds a little cliche, but it, you do not know you're eating salmon usually when you yeah, do some no. kind of fry recipe. Yep, it's, yep. it's very And I always use my favorites, Pride of the West. If you guys haven't checked out Pride of the West, I highly recommend it. Their batter is pretty amazing. Yeah, I don't know if that's a North or just a Northwest thing or West Coast thing too. Because I've said yeah. Pride of the West to some clients in the boats over the years. And they're, and they're like, like oh, what's that? I'm like, oh. Buddy. You got to try it. Yeah. yeah. I also like the Louisiana fish fry stuff a lot too. It's pretty good. Jordan thought it was a little too spicy, but I think it's good. I really like it. Did you get the fish fry or the chicken fry? The fish fry. I've tried some of the chicken fries on some of the uh, tacos and some of the air frying stuff. And uh, I know it sounds like, well, why would you put a chicken fry on it? I think it's got a little more like seasoning to it. And mm. I'll tell you what, like it's, it's good too. I'll have to try the chicken. One some of those batters and stuff, when you do the fry, like I learned this one from uh, uh, this cook when I worked up in Alaska uh, for a while. And we were catching uh, pollock cod or uh, what is it? Black cod off the back deck of the boat while we were in port. And we were taking them straight inside and cooking them up for dinner. And he brings to the table this, like, the most crispy, like, flaky, best fresh, like, fish and chip style of fish I've ever had. 
And I'm like, what is it? But he took it and rolled it in instant potatoes. Like those super, like the generic brand, flaky, big chunks. It's like, yeah, looks like panko almost. But it has a real neutral flavor. And the thing about it is it crisped up like, like, a, like a potato chip, really. And it gave that really good layer. And... Uh, but you just play with it like that. Interesting. You know I mean? So just like the little instant like instant potato. Instant potatoes. Potato instant potatoes. You, you have to. It, you will probably stop using normal batter. Which I kind mean, of instant potatoes though? There's a million kinds though. The Idahoan ones. The Idahoan. Like I made some uh, some elk back straps the other day, like chicken fried steak style, and I rolled them in it too. Same thing. Um, but they have like the the you know. What is it like the buttery reds or like you know yeah. what I mean? There's some yeah. different flavors of the Idahoan. Idahoan. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, but I like to go with just the plain ones because it doesn't have a lot of flavor. It more is about like that crisp and getting that nice crispy layer, that flour and a lot of like, you know, different different starchy thing or like, excuse me, different, uh, you know, bases and powders and whatever that it's you're going to probably gonna a roll. little thicker than a lot of like just like the flour and egg. Yeah. Too. And it sticks very well. So yeah. normally I'll take my fish, I'll cut it up into my pieces and I'll season it all. Let it like almost like a steak, you know, like marinate in a way. I'll just let the pile of fish sit there for a half hour and soak in that that all the all the different seasonings I've put on it. It's in a pile. And then I'll take each piece and I'll roll it in that stuff. And you don't even have to egg wash, which is kind of the cool part. It sticks so well. But I'll roll it in that instant potato. And man, it's like, I mean, I'll do steaks. I'll do fish. I'll do everything in it. It's hmm. one of my favorite little little sneaker, sneaker uh, tricks. When, Secret. When, yeah, now it's not. I know. <laughs> Why haven't we seen it in a video? I tried to do instant one. potato fish fry. Well, there we go. I'm gonna do a. You guys have to tune in. I'm gonna do a salmon chowder tomorrow. Hopefully, I'm sure it'll be out before this. Oh yeah. Um, and then we're gonna have to go fry some at Cam's house on the, on the air fryer and some instant. Potatoes. Yeah, I'm gonna try some air fryer uh, instant potato. It, it really it changes fry. the game. It's I'm like I'm getting mm. pretty worked up about it here. I know, but. Jordan's like I don't, I don't even use like the Pride of the West or anything. I don't even buy it anymore. I just that's go buy some instant potatoes. Yeah, that's why. That's for sure. That's, yeah, we don't I'm sorry. You. Shouldn't have said that. This is amazing. So, Cam, you've been on the air fryer kick. What's so good about the air fryer? Man, it just you do any kind of fish, and you know we don't do. It seems like if I freeze my fish and I stock it up, like I just do big smoker batch loads, you know. Mm -hmm. And but if I'm gonna do like a fresh fish, you know, like Jordan was saying, you know, we're pretty fortunate kind of being in a location where there's fresh fish available 365 days a year and if i get one you know i'll, I'll bring it home roll it you know just in a panko but try that damn instant potato thing but i'll do the panko and then i just like the air fryer because man it keeps the fish super moist you don't have to do a lot of oil you don't get a lot of grease and the cleanup is super easy and it's like i, I really found that like when i bring my kokanee home like because honestly my family like believe it or not I know it's like people like, oh, your freezer must just be full of fish. And it's like, no, it's actually not. Fish go home with clients. and Even if they are yours. <laughs> yeah, even, yeah, yeah, even if they are mine. And uh, no, I mean, to be honest, like unless it's like a couple Springer, a few sockeye, but kokanee will eat. And uh, shoot, by the time you throw them in the, the air fryer and take them out, and they're almost like chicken strips. Yeah. I mean, they're just so clean, so fresh tasting and uh, kind of stick with that. But like I said, before i'm super intrigued about your instant potato i i will i mean it will turn into like the main the main ingredient i'm sure it's just, yeah, you like it's some buttery garlic or you can do like good. some bacon cheddar and there's oh. not a lot i'll say right now unless you do get the flavored ones there's not a lot of flavor to it you know what i mean mm -hmm. that's just more getting that coating which is hard to find that's like why i came up with that like that white claw batter thing i was like 
seltzer water in a batter, obviously it's going to fluff it up. It's going to add some some body, you know, to the yeast or whatever, whatever's going on in there. And uh, yeah, just getting that good. We all know when we say we had a good fish and chip, it's all about what was on the outside of it. You know, well, and the fish was fresh too, right? I mean, I think you know. So you're the same way, though. Commercially caught fish. Bleh. I don't have. I <laughs> literally do not have a fillet in my freezer right now. Yeah, it's all smoked. I've got some rockfish, and like I said, <laughs> oh, I, I we, I'm so glad you said the white claw thing because I still haven't tried that, and damn, I know I need to. That's uh, that's definitely something outside of the box. And oh god, it's, it's just yeah, I'm excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> I might have an extra bag of white fish in there too for you. All right. What but about? Then, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and then like just the smokers too. You know, a lot of people like really stock up like the fall fish, you know, for smoking and stuff like that. And you know, one thing I always try to do is I I always try to take like my best cuts of salmon like throughout the year and smoke those, believe it or not, and then cook or fry or make fish tacos out of the rest. Right. And, and what I mean by that is like you know when you take like a fresh springer or a sockeye or a like real nice summer steelhead. Anything like that, and you go to smoke it. If you got a fish that's just got a super, super, super high oil content, like you never dry it out. And so, like, we'll, you know, be, just be talking amongst friends and buddies and like, well, what, what fish do you smoke? It's like, oh, I smoke all my springers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you're an idiot. You're crazy. It's like, okay, I'll have that fresh meal. Like, you know, that first, you know, it's almost like ceremonious, like when you get that first oh, yeah. spring. But ultimately, like, if you want to smoke like just the best quality fish, like your spring chinook, your sockeye, your kokanee, and your summer steel had like your freshest, I mean, your oiliest, freshest. Like that's that's where I'm doing. That's I, where I'm spending the effort, I should say. Exactly. I, it process. changed my perspective on it. I had this old timer down at the coast one time. My buddy caught this darker steelhead. He's like, oh, what you know, did you do? And he's like, oh, I got one a little darker, but it'll smoke. And I believe it was his like grandpa-in-law or whatever. He goes, you're going to smoke fish. Smoke good fish. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot of point to that. You know what I mean? Like you don't. Smoke fish is not that good if it's not good fish. And once you've tried it with that top tier salmon or steelhead and you smoke it and it comes out, you're, it's like, it's very eye opening to how much freshness and flavor is locked in. And especially not even having it go in the freezer yet. It's a big part of that. You know, I got a good friend of mine who has a, a fish stand, sells commercial uh, tribal caught fish in, in, uh, in Hood River, Oregon. And his recipe is put it in a five gallon bucket with a cup of salt for like an hour, but it's all smoked day of caught. It never gets frozen, never gets, it gets processed, it gets put in a smoker, and there's no seasoning on it at all. And you and I would sit here and eat the whole bag. And so like, it was eye-opening to see how without any seasoning, just freshness and, you know, preserving it with that smoke, it makes it, I mean, it, it's, it's delicious. That's what it's all about. It's not so much about all these crazy elaborate recipes, you know? Yeah, I mean, and when you fry a fish too, like we did that, Thing with ace and uh, you know big dave and nick down there on the river and where we fried up a, a really fresh chrome bright you know sea lice steelhead and one that was a little colored up and, and what did we all choose we all voted for the colored we up all one both, exactly the colored up one and i think a lot of that has to do with like when you have like a fish that's a, maybe a little more in the river a little more washed out if you will i think it takes the seasoning and i think it takes like the oil and stuff that you add to it a little probably a little better mm-hmm. um if you will it, it's not as like soft as like because that's one thing i remember that 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 really fresh chrome right fish was just a little bit like mush oh, i mean it wasn't mush but it definitely it wasn't was a lake really trout really but... oily yeah I heard that, was, <laughs> that was a no-go for you but uh, it was just really oily and it's like well shoot that's the fish 
You know, like so if I'm gonna spend that time, that, that brining process, drying process, getting the pellets, doing this one, it's gonna be a good oily fish. Yeah. What happens to the fish after uh after you got it stocked up, Marlon? I know you like to smoke fresh too. It's, it's yeah, that's I, a given for anybody that gets quite a bit of fish. Yeah, I usually do a lot of smoking. That's usually like what I do with most of my fish. And if I don't, I'm giving mine a lot. I give mine away a lot. I have a lot of friends, a lot of family that like love fish and don't get the opportunity to catch it very often. And so I give a lot of mine away. What I'll typically do is like keep like a tail piece every once in a while here for myself. My wife doesn't eat fish. So and she hates it like with a pat. She doesn't eat anything. No shrimp, no fish, no nothing. Mm. She's just not into it. I've tried to get her to try it. Even Cam's like when we were eating halibut at his house and stuff, he's like, this doesn't even taste like fish. And she just won't even. That's right. Yeah. I was like, she uh, won't even give it a try. So, so yeah, I usually just give a lot of mine away. And then if I don't, I smoke a lot of it. That way I can keep it and bring it out on fishing trips and, and all that. And I just do the basic dry brine. That's my favorite. Just, you know, just a little brown sugar, a little salt, not much to it. A little crushed pepper. I, I keep it pretty basic. When I get on a kick of eating any of that, like what we do when we process it, I I get fed up with a one recipe really quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or even like one kind of smoke chip. Or, you know, like you start to just get that familiar taste. You're not taking it the third day in a row. You know what I mean? And so, you know, do I guess like I that. just don't eat as much of it, you know? Like I smoke <laughs> a lot of it and then I will, you know, vacuum seal it or or do something like that. And then I give it away throughout the year. Take it on fishing trips. Like I don't eat it all at one thing. I usually like prepare a bunch of it, right. freeze it all. Then I'll bring it on a winter steelhead trip or bring it into hunting camp or take it on Cam's boat or your boat or whatever. That's usually what I do with most of mine. It's just try to stockpile it and then eat it throughout the year. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind you of the don't. opposite. You I don't know if it's like right away. Well, that, well, I mean, I'll have that smoke fish that I have all piled up right now throughout the year, you know, but I'm, I'm kind of the opposite and it's not because I'm not generous or like, you know, don't like other people doing it. It sounds like that's what it is. Well, I don't yeah, like giving. Like I don't like giving away selfish. wild game. Like you're just giving. You you, know, you don't want to share sort, the wealth. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times the way I see it is like you're giving it away because you don't want to waste it, and you're giving it to somebody that doesn't necessarily like salmon. You can't mess up. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of talking off the limb here, but like you know, wild you know deer elk or or mm-hmm. lingcod or, or certain fish that don't give away. Lingcod. You know what I mean? Like if you're giving away a, a good quality piece of something to somebody who isn't familiar with it. They're probably not going to cook it properly the first time. So I just I feel like it just adds to waste. You know what I yeah. mean? I try not to take it if I'm not going to eat it myself. And, you know. I just have a lot of people that were, that like, they're waiting for me yeah, to, like, yeah. give them a fish. Oh, well, that's great. I just, you know, you know, I don't have that in my life. They're waiting for me to, like, hook them up. Like, my wife's parents or yeah. a lot of people it's at work. That you know, you know yeah. I work with 30 people and they all know I fish a ton. And they're constantly, all of them are always asking me, like, can I have a salmon or some fish or this or that? You know, you just get asked a lot. And so I like to share the wealth. I'm like Jordan. Don't ask Jordan for fish people. <laughs> I just give it all away to Sean. Yeah, Sean Zoe he eats it yeah, all. Yeah, he gives it all to his parents. Anyway. Yeah, he literally eats anything. <laughs> as long as it comes out of the microwave. He lives on like, yeah, like microwave burritos and like taquitos and stuff. That's been his diet for like the last year. I have been That's craving. happens when you're working for addictive. Yeah. <laughs> I've been craving some some smoked salmon sushi though. I have to bust that oh, out. See, that's the thing I cannot do. When we go to the sushi restaurants, like the salmon comes out, I'm just like, nope. I'm just using my smoke fish though, not the raw. 
Maybe like, that might be good. That so nice, moist, the, like... A little long rice then, or like lox just almost, do the, or? No, 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 just the same. I mean, like, normal smoked fish, just kind of crumble it up, you know, it gets a little crumbly. Put it in there on that same recipe I made in the video, you know, the cucumber, avocado, Ooh. what have you. I'd like to It's try killer. That. You no, guys will that, like that, it. that, that It's not raw at all. You're, you're eating your smoked fish, but <sighs> you don't quite taste that really strong smoke flavor. So. Yeah, that sounds tasty. Well, I think we're going to end it on that one. Clint's sitting over there telling me i got to end it. So if you guys are mad at me for ending this episode, it's Clint's fault once Always again. Always Clint's fault. But He won't be around much longer, so we won't be able to blame it on that's him. That's a lie. You guys don't like it. Sorry. He's this puppet in the background. He's ready to leave. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks again so much for tuning into this podcast. We appreciate every single one of you. Don't forget, make sure you guys head over to our YouTube channel if you want to see some of these recipes. We've been doing a lot of catching cooks, a lot of different cooking on the channel. So head over to our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. Check out some of that content. See you guys on the river.